What's up, everyone? I'm Andrew Steinwald, and this is Zima Red. On this show, we speak with the users, founders, and creatives that are diving into the world of unique digital assets, also called non-fungible tokens. My guests today are Leandro and Noel from Crypto Architects, Crypto Motors, Pixel Chain, and more. These guys are true builders, having been creating different NFT projects and companies for the past few years. Voxel Architects are some of the best builders in the metaverse. Pixel Chain is a series of incredible on-chain collectible art, and Crypto Motors are collectible, interoperable vehicles for the metaverse. And this is only part of what they're doing. It is really great to speak to Leandro and Noel, who are so clearly passionate about the NFT ecosystem and putting their full time and effort into expanding it for all. Please enjoy my conversation with Leandro and Noel. Before diving into today's episode, I want to briefly talk about our sponsor, Whale Street. Whale Street is a decentralized token swap protocol. They can make huge currency swaps happen, or whale swaps as they're called, with very small slippage costs and without crashing the system. They also engineered the largest ever NFT bundle and fractionalized it into the historic V20 tokens. If you want to swap, farm, or find out more, check out whalestreet.xyz. Now let's jump back into the episode. Leandro and Nawel, thank you so much for joining me today. I'm super excited to chat with you guys. And to get us started, I'd love to hear a little bit about your backgrounds. Let's go with Leandro first. Hey, Andrew, how are you? <laughs> so um, my background is that uh, I, I am an industrial designer and I studied also uh, a bit of mechanical engineering. And I specialized uh, in car design, specifically in 3D car design. So I moved to Germany around 2014. Uh, and work as a contractor for BMW Group, where I build like complete show cars in, in 3D. So we build the, the, the cars in 3D to then prototype like physically physical cars. So my, my, my background is like making real cars in the real automotive industry, basically. Some concepts that I, I did is like a set for a concept for, from BMW that was, I think, 2017 and a mini John Cooper works also, I think same year. And yeah, and I did a lot of projects, a lot of are, are still confidential, others are, are already released, but, but yeah, I have a long history making cars. And in 2017, I, I discovered crypto. I discovered crypto before, but I discovered crypto kitties in, at the end of 2017. And that made clear my future, you know, uh, my future was in NFTs. <laughs> That's amazing. Uh, awesome. I, I, we're definitely going to dive deeper into that. But before we go deeper, let's talk to now. Well, I'd love to hear about your background. So I'm a software engineer. I've been doing this since 2007, like professionally and long before that as a hobby. And yeah, I've been working like a lot of different uh, businesses, like travel agencies, media, social network, insurances. Uh, online retail retailers but yeah like if someday leandro start talking to me about all these uh, crypto collectibles and before that i heard about bitcoin of course like since a long time but i never uh, dig into it and then leandro started convincing me to look into it and yeah i started looking into smart contracts how to develop them and i like really started to enjoy it so yeah, yeah that's how i i got into it i, I got him into it <laughs> <laughs> it's awesome all right so so what was it about crypto because okay so you said you uh leandro you said you got interested in in around 2017 in crypto or actually you you knew about it before but really crypto kitties was the thing that made you kind of dive deeper so what was it about crypto that attracted you i'm talking you know bitcoin ethereum and like the cryptocurrencies 
So I, I was working, I think, in Argentina in 2012 in a, like, you know, in, in how, 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 what is the name of these co-working spaces? And every Friday we had like some Bitcoin talks, <laughs> like everybody was talking about Bitcoin, doing expo, like uh, expo there, like just persuading people to, to look into it. I didn't, I, I regret <laughs> that I didn't, uh, but I, it was always in the back of my mind. And in 2017, I, I started trading a little bit. Um, and for me, trading is it's not my thing, you know? So I started to see what other things were happening in crypto and CryptoKitties uh, was like the boom of CryptoKitties that clocked the, the network from Ethereum. And that really catch my attention. I was like, um, it was cool, you know, like some digital assets that people were putting value into it. And I knew that we we, we were like sitting in, in a lot of 3D knowledge and, you know, that the, the, the things that we, we produce are, you know, that they become real. So the, the, the 3D data was the, the more important thing to me. <laughs> so then I started to, to connect uh, this digital asset ownership with uh, my own expertise and and yeah, that that was like uh, going deep into this rabbit hole. I, I got obsessed with this, and that's how I, I convinced Noel. I can be really persuasive when I get when I get really into something, you know. <laughs> awesome. I, I yeah yeah Noel. I love to hear kind of your journey into the crypto space, and and I love to hear how Leandro basically you know convinced you about this uh, this whole space. Well, first he started telling me about how he was trading Bitcoin. And all this stuff. And one day he shared with me CryptoKitties and how crazy it was going, like how many sales they were doing. And he shared with me, I think it was Crypto Zombies, like this tutorial to get into smart contracts and told me like, this is your thing, like get into the technical part. And I went through the tutorial and I was like really excited to see this technology of how to write smart contracts in Ethereum. Like it's so different compared with like, let's say traditional programming languages. Like you write a piece of code, it's immutable. So you know it's, forever going to work that way, no matter what. So that was really interesting. And after, the, after that, Leandro wanted to start doing uh, crypto motors. And yeah, like we started developing the, the contract and getting into it. That's awesome. Okay, so so yeah, it seems like you guys' initial attraction to crypto was, you know, Bitcoin, Ethereum, kind of, kind of like the normal, the normal route. But then it, it seems like you guys found CryptoKitties and you, it really hooked you pretty quickly. And so when I first learned about CryptoKitties in 2017, I bought a couple of cats and, you know, I, I messed around with it a little bit, but I, nothing like really clicked. I didn't see the grand vision there. It wasn't really until 2019. That's when I, when NFTs like really clicked in my brain. I was like, oh my gosh, these are going to be huge. But like, how did you guys know that, okay, you know, NFTs are going to be very important in the near future? Because, because it took me a long time. So I'd love to he see kind of like that thought process. Um. So, yeah. So how, how can I explain this? So. For me, it was always, I, I always work only with digital things, you know, so, and in the car industry, like they pay a lot of money for people just doing digital things all day long because they know the value of that, that then they will produce it and they will make a real car. But, but the, the real thing was the digital, the, the, the digital car was the soul of, a, of the project. Without that, you cannot do it. So I knew that these um, digital assets, they, they have a, inherent value inside that still people all over the world don't really recognize it and nfts are the key to recognize this value and to trade with this digital value so i don't know when i saw crypto kitties that i 
I, I my brain started to, to to go you know like like crazy and thinking that uh, that that yeah that like the soul of every project nowadays starts digital so why not just uh, staying digital you know and I'm, I'm putting the value really into the more important part which is the digital part and nfts are that they are digital products that you are collecting you can use they they have value you can trade so yeah in in, in the future we will see in my opinion that that's what i i thought back in the days is like there are so many products all over the world like we are uh, polluting so much just to create more products that people want to buy because they, they need something, you know. So NFTs can also solve this problem. So we we, we can keep collecting and, and enjoying uh, things, but digital, you know. So we are solving a lot of a lot of problems with this. And when I saw the movie Ready Player One, we already had the idea of crypto motors and we were already working on this. But that movie was like, I didn't read the book. I don't read so much, but uh, I, I saw the movie like and was like, fuck, man, this is like th like this is going to be the future and we are working on this. So we need to keep pushing forward with this. So for me, the future is going to be like that movie. I, OK, I don't want that the world is fucked up like that, but it may happen if we keep uh, going in this direction. So NFTs are going to save us. <laughs> Awesome. Awesome. No, I, I actually, you know, I pretty much agree with, with totally what you're saying. So it makes a ton of sense. So Noel, from a technical standpoint, you were, you know, I think you were talking about the crypto zombies, which was something on like Loom. And it was a, a course that taught you how to make smart contracts and stuff like that. So when you were first kind of looking at this from a technical standpoint, why did you lean towards, you know, the NFT side, which is more like digital goods versus the cryptocurrency side, which is like, you know, digital money? I think it's because I mean I like I'm a gamer. I really like to play, and I I also studied about it about this, and I learned that people like to collect things. Like for instance, like things like in Mario, you like to pick up coins. It's because just it, it's in human nature to collect things. You want to just get as much as many things as you can. So these NFTs look like a really good opportunity, and also the part that all this is decentralized. So you like you really own it, and you can do with it whatever you want. Like compare with like in other games that maybe you get this cool sword, but you cannot go around and sell it or do whatever you want with it. So this is what I really enjoyed about the NFTs, and I thought about like all the opportunities of things that could be done in the future, like with with games or like with are doing with with our project Pixel Chain that you can create this art, and pretty much I mean the person that creates it owns it and can sell it to somebody else, and then this person owns it and can do whatever they want with it without any company telling them you can do this or not. Awesome. All right. So yeah, I mean, we've touched, touched upon crypto motors a couple of times here, but you know, for those who are listening, who don't know, I'd love to hear what is crypto motors and why is it exciting? Uh, yeah, I go with this. So crypto motors is the first hundred percent digital car brand. And we design and create cars for the metaverse and the people that lives in the metaverse, right? Um, yeah, so you can, what what can you do with these cars? You can collect them, of course, you can trade them, uh, you, you can enjoy them like, like a piece of art, but also uh, these cars are born with statistics, so you can actually use your cars to compete in our browser uh, game that is called Stat Game. 
So now we are hosting like every 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 two weeks we have a, a like a two weeks tournament where you can earn a whale. Like I think we have yeah we have a hundred whale uh, prize pool every two weeks. So you can actually earn and uh, some passive uh, income, let's say, by racing your car and and performing well on track. Um, yeah, so we are also uh, having a presence on most of all the metaverse uh, virtual worlds. Like we have a presence in crypto voxels. So if you have a crypto motors car, uh, because of the nature of our cars that they are 3D, um, we make different uh, variations on on the topology. So we, we have like a high resolution model. We have a low resolution model and a, a voxel uh, version of the cars. So with this, you can go to, to the central land, you can go to crypto voxels, you can go to Somium Space. Uh, we have a partnership with Somium Space. There are already five cars there, I think, um, racing. Um, and, and you can also soon will be able to, to drive your cars in Sandbox that we are making a game in Sandbox uh, with a partnership with a game, game fund. So um, yeah, so crypto motors cars are not just collectible cars. So they are, um, they are um, um, assets made by professional car designers. They take a lot of time. They take around three months to, from two to three months to make. Um, and, and they are built by professionals with more than 10 years working in the real automotive industry. And the plus is that you can use them in all our games. Uh, you can use them across the metaverse. You can collect them, you can trade them, and the price is constantly increasing in value. So yeah, that's exciting about crypto motors. <laughs> that's awesome. All right. So are there different like tiers of rarity or is there also like some sort of set supply schedule where you say, okay, we're going to make, you know, 10 cars per week or 10 cars per month or something like that? Or like, what is kind of the, the structure of this look like? Or is it basically just like whatever you guys want to make? Um, no, basically we have three cars that are the generation zero, Sport Coupe, Sedan and SUV. SUV. Um, so these are the three tiers of Gen Zero. Then we have Gen One, that Gen One born born with the first design challenge. Then we will have Gen Two, that born with the second design challenge, and all of this is public. So people uh, vote on the best designs they like, and then those cars won, and then they are being produced by us. Like we we 3D model them, and we we make a like a professional 3D model. Out of, out of the community uh, design that we that won in these challenges, um, but yeah, each each model of each type of car has its own rarity. For example, the sport coupe is more rare than the SUV, and the SUV is more rare than the sedan. And for the ones that doesn't know, we had uh, we have also a variation on 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 the cars that are the Genesis Founder editions that were the cars and that we reserve for the the first believers of crypto motors and like the first investors on on our products uh, people who believe and, and and put their time and effort with, with us at the beginning so we have 170 if i don't recall wrong it's 175 cars that are genesis founder editions and they have a batch that says genesis founder uh, edition and they are limited in colors uh, and limited just 275. Um, they are Gen 0 and Gen 1 cars here. Um, and they were sold like 
quite um, cheap compared with with the with the series cars that we are releasing now. Right now we have a schedule of releasing around 10 cars every two weeks. So we did our first release of series two weeks, one week and a half ago. We are releasing the next round next Tuesday and that we will release 12 cars. So everything is in our medium, it's everything well detailed. So we will leave our medium later. So if somebody wants to go deeper on on variation of cars and rarity and quantity and colors. Uh, we, yeah, you can check in our medium posts. Okay, awesome. And then also you mentioned that there's a game attached to this, but you said it was a, a stats game and I'd love to hear about that. Yeah, um, so we have the first title from Crypto Motors Games is the stat game, which is a browser-based uh, game that runs inside our website. So we have currently three racetracks uh, we have Matlands, Sun Peak, and Bridgefall. Each one is featuring, uh, let's say, um, different stats that are more beneficial on these tracks. For example, Matlands uh, is like an off-road track. Uh, obviously, it's going to be more beneficial for SUVs. So, um, yeah, basically, you are using your stats and some RNG to compete with other players. Um, in the um, in different tracks, we have different quantity of players that they can play there, and then we have uh, a leaderboard. And once every two weeks, right now, we are giving away uh, hundred whales in in rewards for the people that got it into the top twenty in the leaderboard. And um, yeah, you need to know which card to use for which track. You will have some RNG. Um, and also, you you need um, how can I say? You you need to know exactly which stats are gonna affect uh, which track, let, let's say. And in the future, we will have um, a variation with car parts, so uh, an upgrade with car parts. So you will have more of um, a strategy uh, into how to win and when to race and which track to race and in which weather conditions also. Um, so it, it will become a much more strat strategy-based racing game. <laughs> I don't know if that answered the question. <laughs> no, totally. I, I, it's awesome because you, you guys have this cool product that you guys have, uh, you, could, you know, clearly professionals. We have Noel, which is a software developer. We have yourself, who's the, the, the designer. You guys are using, you know, each, each of your skill sets. You guys have, have, you know, this design and collectability aspect with the, with the cars because they're beautiful. They take a long time to make and... And there's certain like levels, there's SUV, sport, et cetera. And then on the other side, there's this game. So now you, you're entering in like the usability aspect of these NFTs. And then on top of that, you guys have this prize of whale, which, uh, you know, I think you said 100 whale. So that's like, what, 300, 400 bucks right now, which is awesome. So yeah. I, I really love how you guys are piecing this all together to create this like full experience. I think that's really, really special. Thank you. And also we, we are making another game, which is like, um, it's a 3D game. Like we are making it in Unity. We still didn't decide on the name of the game, <laughs> but but yeah, it's gonna be a, like a driving experience for your car. So you will be there competing with another people, like competing against the clock, you know, like making the best time and also with rewards and crypto. So yeah, we want to um, let people enjoy the cars at, uh, in every way possible, you know. 
Uh, we are also planning in releasing some VR uh, scenarios where you can walk around the car. Maybe you can enter inside. You can like you can really feel the car and 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 maybe show it to your friends. You know, like show off. <laughs> uh, yeah, the, the idea is that these these digital products you can enjoy it in as many ways as possible. Also, if you want to go like crazy and you you. You want to go to the next level of prototyping the car. We have the team. We have the cars are, are made in a, in a special way that we can keep developing the project to make it like a maybe a functional car in the future. You know, so that's our expertise. So we we, we stay when 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 we build crypto motors, we we had in mind the idea that in the future maybe we we will go physical with this. So the possibility is there. <laughs> That's amazing. That's awesome. I would love to. Uh, I'd love to be. I'd love to have the same car in my crypto voxels world as I do in real life. <laughs> that that'd be incredible. Yeah. All right. Well, I'd love to hear about Pixel Chain because I, I know that Pixel Chain is is this kind of really cool on chain collectible. I don't know if you call it art or collectible project. It's kind of like a mixture. And I just love to hear what you guys are are doing with that project. Now, welcome go in this one because he has been working like a lot on this. Oh, awesome. <laughs> So yeah, Pixel Chain is our platform to like originally when we released it in in April was a platform to mint 32 by 32 pixels art with up to 16 colors. So that was the original idea and was really successful. Like a lot of people minted uh, like really cool art, but eventually it happened this problem that it, the the gas price in Ethereum went super high, and we started having problems because like to mint one pixel chain, the prices were like crazy, I think like around 200 euros. So we're like way too high. So we came up with uh, an idea of how to optimize the use of gas, of gas while still keeping all the data of each pixel chain on chain. And now we managed to put it, it depends between the image, but between like three and nine uh, euros. And also we managed to make it even bigger. So now we can go up to 64 by 64 with up to 32 colors and we like are working in optimizing it even further. So we we did some tests and we have images that are 500 by 500 and up to 255 colors. So yeah, it's like a really, like a really, it's becoming a really versatile way of creating art. Okay. So, so I could, so could I go on pixelchain.com and just create my own um, 64 by 64 pixel artwork or, or is it like pre-made or how does it kind of work? You need to go to pixelchain.art. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> but yes, anybody can go there and when you, you have a canvas where you can like draw whatever you want to uh, draw there. And the good thing about it is like it's stored 100% on chain. So no matter what happens, as long as the blockchain keeps running, you will be able to get the image like as it was originally minted, like with no like compression or any weird artifacts in the image. So yeah, we really are like betting there into have a way of recovering the image no matter what happens. So if I went on, on the pixelchain.art and I made something that was like all, you know, yellow squares or yellow pixels, for example, would it cost the same as if you made something that had many different colors? Not really because it, it would be easier for our algorithm to compress like all the pixels in the same way that if it's a really complex pattern, 
So yeah, that makes a difference, like how many colors you're using, how complex is the drawing itself. So that's it why it varies between like three and nine uh, euro. I mean, also depends on the gas price, but like in like, so, so the average gas price that there, there is nowadays is that, that value. So, but yes, as you say, it will not be the same price minting something simple that's something complex. Okay. And then also, I, you know, I probably already know the answer to this question, but if I made something that was 32, you know, 32 pixels versus 64 pixels, the 64 pixels is going to be more expensive because it's more data. Yes. Unless your 64 by 64 is super simple, like I say, a plain color compared with a really complex 32 by 32. So it depends, but as a general rule, yes, the bigger the size and the more colors you use, the more expensive it's going to be. Okay, cool. And I'd love to know just how in general you feel about on-chain art versus off-chain art. And, and let's, let's not, not even include art. Let's just choose all NFTs, like on-chain NFTs versus off-chain NFTs. I'd love to hear your thoughts. But I think it depends. Like, for instance, Crypto Motors, I think the, the most value out of it is not in the image itself of the car, is in how you can use the car. Like as Leandro mentioned, we have one game, we are working the second one, we have integration with uh, other projects from other companies. So I think the, the value in there is not really in the data itself being in the blockchain. But personally, I think in things like art, it's different because the value itself is in the piece of art, like in the image that you can generate. So in that case, I think it's important or at least have a way that you ca can guarantee, like even if your company runs out of business, you can still access that image and it's not going to become like some open sea broken link that you cannot see anymore. Okay. That makes a ton of sense. So it's basically, if you have an art or collectible asset that uh, doesn't really have a um, kind of a usability factor or like functionality factor, then it makes a lot of sense for it to be totally on chain because you'll, you'll have that, you know, image forever versus um, you know something that you need for some type of game or something that has some use case, it makes more sense for it to be off-chain because um, you might have to you know in input some new properties or parameters into that into that item's usability. Is, it, is that kind of right? Yep. Okay. That thing makes sense. Yep. All right. Let's move on to Voxel Architects. I'd love to hear about what is Vo Voxel Architects. Voxel Architects is a, a metaverse architectural company. We build like very complex structures all over the, the metaverse. So we are specialized mostly into crypto voxels. That's like 90% of our work goes into crypto voxels. But we also build a lot in the central land. We are also building Somium. And currently we are building like a complete city in, in, in Sandbox. So yeah, Voxel Architects born as an extension of my freelance career and now is transitioning into becoming like its own company. Um, and we are having like a, quite a big team right now. And yeah, we, we have constant um, work uh, for crypto voxels, basically. We are building some of the more uh, of the biggest projects in crypto voxels. We did... Um, the whole Metalympic campus that I think you, you know about it. Um, we have plans to develop like uh, our own island with, with Ben from CryptoVoxels. We built for Metacoban their, their main headquarter. Uh, so we did, we did a lot of things and, and we, keep, um, we keep expanding basically with, with the offer that we, we, we offer from Crypto uh, from Voxel Architects. 
we, we are having also our own uh, products that we are going to release quite soon. Um, that spoiler alert is like a Voxel asset store. <laughs> um, and yeah, so Voxel Architects is basically that. It's architects, professional architects for the metaverse. Okay, so are you only building in CryptoVoxels or are you also looking at the other virtual worlds, Exomnium and DCL? Yeah, no, we are working in all the metaverse. Uh, so right now we build uh, CryptoVoxels, like a lot there, like many, many, many buildings. We also build uh, in the central land. We have the Crypto Motors building. We have the NFT 42 and uh, the 100X Art build that we completed quite soon, um, like recently. And, and we have two more projects coming for the central land. Um, we also did in Somium space. We are building right now uh, the OB um, building the outlier uh, venture building <laughs> uh, in some new space and we are also building in in the sandbox game so yeah we are all over the <laughs> the metaverse what would be the rough average price to, to hire box architects for a let's say medium-sized build it, it really how can i say it, it really depends on the parcel so I, I don't i don't have a number that i can tell you like the average price but uh yeah it's it's not so cheap but it's not so expensive <laughs> let's right. keep it like that way <laughs> yeah 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 well no i mean it was a very broad question because it's like it depends on what the client wants if they want something super detailed it's probably mm -hmm. going to cost more if they want something you know more basic it's probably gonna be cheaper so it's yeah. kind of like it's basically you get what you pay for exactly so i have my dm open so if somebody wants to know prices they can contact me <laughs> and we do all the analysis together <laughs> so these are all you know incredible projects um, and, and do you, do you guys have anything else that you're, you're any other projects that you're working on right now? Or is it these main three? Um, we have more projects that we are working. Um, I am also a partner in, uh, elite. I don't know if you heard about it. Um, esports, um, like premium apparel brand that, uh, whale shark launched quite recently. So I am part of the project. Uh, I'm taking care of the digitalization of the of the of the products. So we are going to have wearables across, like Centerland, CryptoVoxel, um, Sandbox. So we are going to have the the line of clothes uh, all over the meta uh, the, the metaverse. Um, and yeah, so that's part of my days right now. And we are also having uh, a new um, collectible game uh, project with Noel and with some other guys um, that if Noel is allows me, I, I can talk a little bit about it. <laughs> yeah, you, you can talk about it. Okay. So we are building um, a project called Raregochi. Um, I don't know if that, it's the right way to pronounce it. I would say Raregochi or Raregochi. Yeah. Uh, is it, is it R-A-R-I? Gachi? Yeah. Okay. Raregochi. Cool. Yeah. Raregochi, yeah. Um, so it's a digital uh, toy, like, uh, like, yeah, like a gochi. <laughs> um, but the designs are super cool. Like, it's a bit, um, how can I say? Uh, yeah, I, I don't know how to describe the design, but they are super cool. Like, we have different models, and they have a screen. And inside the screen, you have your virtual pet. So you have a digital toy that you use to play your virtual pet. 
you know so you need to raise your virtual pet that lives inside this digital toy um and they are also limited in in quantity so they are quite rare and play, by playing with your virtual pet you can uh, mine um rare gochi coins and it's it's in development in development that but yeah so basically you you can raise your your pet you can play with it you can you can have fun with it you can create some earnings using it you can trade it and and yeah uh, and it's looking super cool I, I will show you later but we still didn't release anything about this uh, i think we are gonna start releasing in a couple of months because it's still in development but I'm really excited about this project. So, yeah. <laughs> I love it. So it's kind of like a um, a mixture between a collectible asset and then also some usability because you said you can actually do stuff with it. You can raise it. You can play with it. You can um, earn with it. And uh, so I, I, I like that you guys are c combining this collectability nature with the usability. Yeah, exactly. And uh, the the toy itself is, is really like a piece of art also. It, it looks super cool. And it comes in a package. And you can decide if you want to keep it close in the package, but you can still see the, the, the toy, or if you want to open it and play with it. Um, yeah, so yeah, I, I'm, I'm really excited with Rare Gochi. So um, I think Nawel also, does. we are working day and nights on, <laughs> on all our projects. So ah, another thing about Rare Gochi, which is cool, is that you can, um, you can download 3D printable model, and you can have it in your test. You know, you can 3D print your Raragochi, and yeah, and it's another use case. Bring it physical, you know. All right. So, are, are all these companies and projects are they run just by you, you two, or is it? Do you guys have a whole team? So, Crypto Motors, it, it has a lot of people right now. Uh, obviously, Nawel and me, we are in Crypto Motors, but then it's Rodrigo, Lucas, um, are like there are a lot of people. I think right now Crypto Motors has around 20 people working on it, or 22 people working on it. And some are part times, like uh, yeah, some people is part time. Others are kind of working full time from Argentina. Um, but yeah, we are all over the world with this. And <laughs> um, then uh, Rare Gochi also we are Noel and me and some other guys that. Uh, but it's not all the Crypto Motors team. Um, Pixel Chain is also Nawel, me, Santiago, uh, and Alegria, and and Voxel Architects is basically me, uh, George, uh, which is our lead builder, and and three other guys that are working like a freelancers for us. So we have like a team in 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 Voxel Architects of right now one, two, three, four, five people. Yeah. That's amazing. Did you guys raise venture capital or are you guys kind of just self-funding this? So we raised uh, capital uh, in 2018, but was not so much. Like was um, a fair amount that helped us to to start with all of this, to kickstart the crypto motors. But um, basically we run with uh, our private funds, with uh, funds that we create out of working for our clients. And right now we are uh, in investing uh, into the company by ourselves also. So um, yeah, we are, we are gonna uh, do a round of funding for the company, but until now it was kind of uh, do it yourself, you know, <laughs> DIY. All right, so are you thinking about creating some holding company that's going to 
kind of own each of these IPs or is it going to be just you're going to keep it separate and then uh, operate them separately? Um, I, we are thinking about it, um, especially um, I think Crypto Motors will remain its its own brand, its own company, but the other products are eventually going to be into a, a, another holding company. Yeah, that's awesome. So it's it's almost like a an NFT like not it's like an NFT, not gaming studio, but kind of like, a, I, I guess in some sense it's a gaming studio, but it's an NFT studio where you make yeah. NFT related projects. NFT studio, I like that. Yeah, <laughs> very cool. All right, here's a, here's a controversial question for both of you guys. So if you had to choose, which one of these projects is your favorites? I, I let Nawel go first, so then I can pick my answer. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Smart. I think for me, uh, I mean, I like both, like, Crypto Motors and Pixel Chain a lot, but right now I'm liking Pixel Chain more because of this, like all this thing of making the effort of putting everything on chain is very like challenging technical wise, and that's why I really what I really enjoy doing. And something that I also wanted to mention that uh, something that we are working on Pixel Chain, like based on the technology of Pixel Chain, we want to do something similar to store music on chain and voxels on chain, like 100% fully on chain. We are already doing tests on that, so yeah, that's something I really enjoy, and I like see a lot of value in in doing all this work to have assets on chain. And yeah, I, I, it's my turn. For me, um, yeah, it's Crypto Motors. I, I appreciate all the projects, of course, but my baby is Crypto Motors. I make cars, I did cars always, and I will keep doing cars. <laughs> so yeah, I, I see a lot of value in Crypto Motors. I see it going big. I cannot wait to, to go physical with one of the cars, like DC physical. So I, I'm always like thinking about Crypto Motors, but Pixel Chain is part of Crypto Motors. So basically both. <laughs> and obviously uh, voxel architects and the upcoming projects but yeah <laughs> if i have to choose i choose crypto model all right so this kind of you know you probably already answered the question here but which one of these businesses do you think holds most long-term promise and why yeah i i think i answer already but um for me all of them they if the metaverse keeps growing for example voxel architects will keep growing a lot so we will need furniture, we will need more bills, we, we will need uh, more country houses in, <laughs> in the metaverse, you know? So yeah, so Boxer Architect has a bright future ahead. And yeah, if, think, if things keeps evolving in, into the virtual space, it will keep growing, it, it's, it's logical. Um, and also we will, we will need more assets, like luxury assets, and we will want to use our, our assets more often. And that's why I see like um, crypto motors, like with, with, a, with a bright future also. Like we are the first uh, luxury car brand, like 100% digital that born in the metaverse. And uh, like it's made for the people of the metaverse. And if, um, yeah, if, if, if the mainstream people is coming to to take part of this, this is inevitably inevitably gonna grow and and has a uh, really bright future also. And obviously, from the like the technology the technology side of uh, side, uh, Pixel Chain has a big promise on revolutionizing the way we store the data. So yeah, I, I'm a fan of all my projects. I cannot pick just one, you know. <laughs> 
Awesome. How about you, Noel? Which one of these projects, in your opinion, you think holds the most long-term promise? I think uh, Crypto Motors, because of these things that we are really putting a lot of effort into like making people able to use their cars in as many places, places as possible. And I feel that's something that maybe is lacking in a lot of projects that there is a lot of like, maybe the idea of buying of some of these assets is like you speculate that they are going to get value and then you can sell them more expensive, but there are not so many projects that actually try to give you a product that you can use and really enjoy and just buy it for the sake of, I really like this product and I just want to use it. So I see a lot of potential in crypto motors there, like giving the opportunity of using it in different games and in different projects. Can you guys tell me about some uh, upcoming, you know, exciting upcoming features, products, or or maybe even a new company that you're launching besides what we are, we've already talked about? Um, yeah, I would like Nawel to to tell you more about the whole ecosystem from Pixel Chain. I think he mentioned already Voxel, MIDI, and and what else? Uh, animations. But uh, we we have a a whole ecosystem we are developing around Pixel Chain. So, and, so yeah, you can go. <laughs> so yeah, the idea is that we are building all these uh, assets like music, graphics, like 3D models because we are trying to also create like a 100% on-chain world where yeah, like you will be able to create your own products and sell them to other people to buy them and place them like in their, in their parcels in this world, like put music there, art, and yeah, like maybe even be able to create uh, games in this world. So we are like really pushing into like this 100% on-chain uh, world. That's awesome. Okay, so th this might be a dumb question, but how can you put music on chain? I thought it was only images. For all these things, like being honest, we are like really like getting examples from retro computer like systems, like for instance, using MIDI or the way that we are using with pixel chain is really like old school computer graphics. So we are getting all these ideas of like very limitations in hardware, but applied to the limitation of the blockchain. So yeah, MIDI is a, is a really like a small format compared with like having an MP3 uh, song that maybe, I don't know, like the average size is like around three megabytes, but you can have the same song in MIDI with maybe like 15 kilobytes. So it's like a huge difference. I mean, of course it's not the same quality of music, but I think you can create like very interesting uh, pieces like, like that. So using the same technology that you use to compress the data of the pixels, we can do something similar to compress MIDI. Um, yeah, that's how we can achieve like having music on chain. The player that will play MIDI will have to be like a traditional MIDI player. So that part will not be on chain, but you could download it and play it in a normal MIDI player. Wow, that, that's so cool. It's, and I love that you're looking towards the early days of computers to, to, to see their limitations, because obviously like computers processing power back back in you know 90s or whatever 80s was like su super minimal so they weren't able to put you know create these uh crazy you know games or, or products really because the the power that computers have was very minimal and so it's really cool that you're using that and taking inspiration of the physical hardware and applying that to kind of the quote-unquote virtual hardware which is the blockchain that's really that's really crazy yeah, yeah, we are taking a lot of ideas from there. For instance, to implement animations in pixel chain, we are going to use something called uh, a palette cycle or color cycling. That is, 
is a, something that also was used in early games that is pretty much you have one image and instead of creating frames per animation, you just change the color palette and this can simulate animations pretty much having one image and just changing the colors. So like that, you can create an animation out of just one image. So it's it's a really clever way of optimizing space. Okay, okay, okay. So um, for example, I have this image and it's made up of like, you know, hundreds of little squares. And then I have a, uh, an image of a car and let's say the car's on the left side of the screen, but then slowly uh, the car's moving to the right side. But the actual image is not changing whatsoever, it's just that the color pixels are changing to match the, the car. Is that yeah. correct? Correct. Oh, yeah, like to make really it more cool. simple, what you can do is like you have a, an image split it in half, like one side is red and the other one is white, and you switch the palette. So you will make the, the first color white and the second one red, and then it will simulate like it changes, but it's the same image, but you just change the colors. That's awesome. That's really cool. All right, so what is your guys' you know, grand five-year vision for all these projects and companies that you're, that you're building? Yeah, so talking about crypto motors, um, I think we already achieved our vision of becoming the number one uh, luxury car brand in the metaverse. But for the future, um, we want uh, a more open design process. So we really want to make a decentralized design process of how we create uh, our our cars. Yeah, we also want to expand uh, our presence in more spaces of the metaverse and maybe own a part of it with our own uh, virtual like a virtual racing world where people can own lands or and can create their own racing tracks and ultimately um we would like to like like this is the grand vision it's like we would like to go and make the passage from digital to digital physical yeah that's the word and and produce um a limited or yeah, editions of crypto motors cars that uh, can be in I, I in the real world yeah so yeah that's the like the big vision for crypto motors is becoming maybe a dg physical brand in in the upcoming years what about your grand vision for all the other projects are you are you thinking about the nft studio idea uh, yeah I, I mean that's something that is it's gonna happen very soon like uh, we are already have we already have a country in mind where we are gonna build this holding company um and yeah it's it's already happening so basically a pixel chain voxel architects and uh, raragochi is gonna be all under this uh, uh we have the name already <laughs> but under this uh, umbrella company um yeah our plan is to to keep pushing forward the the what what is possible to do with the nfts uh, and, and the technology behind the nfts we we love the limitations that Ethereum gives gives us, so that's why we we are so happy with Pixel Chain and and we have a this uh, complete vision around Pixel Chain and and how every every piece of the puzzle is gonna is gonna fit at the end and it's gonna be awesome. Once we we once this happens, once we create this um, virtual world for Pixel Chain where you can uh, you can use all these parts of, of this puzzle, then it, it will click and will, it will make sense in, uh, for, for people. <laughs> awesome, awesome. I'm really looking forward to that. It's gonna be great. Thanks. All right, let's jump into the closing questions. 
So what is your single favorite NFT that you own? And let's go with Noel first. When I have a pixel chain that was done by uh, Marco Subak, that he gave it to me as a present because when pixel chain was released, he had some issues with some namings of his his pieces of art, and he gave that that one to me as a, like as a thank you for all the help. And a, I, I don't know, like I really appreciate that he did that, and it's like a really really nice piece of art. If anybody is curious, it's called Shadow on the Window, and you can like check it in OpenSea or or pixel chain. That's awesome. What, what, what about you, Leandro? So I, I really appreciate also um, a, a pixel chain punk that I own. <laughs> so it's a crypto pixel chain punk that it, it's, it's a school. And for me, it, it was my dead <laughs> crypto punk, <laughs> you know? So these two are like my favorite. I have a crypto punk that I used to wear as an avatar profile in Twitter and also like WhatsApp everywhere. And then I changed it for my dead crypto bank that uh, this crypto bank uh, lost its image and then it was replaced by an on-chain pixel chain. <laughs> That's awesome, I love that. All right, what is something that you'd like to see happen or something that you think needs to happen to the NFT ecosystem? And let's go with Leandro first. Ah, okay, I, I think uh, if you ask me this question, like some weeks ago, I would say mainstream adoption, but it's happening. So yeah, <laughs> for the future, I would say what will need to happen is more in uh, mainstream adoption and more on-chain things. <laughs> so on-chain gang, bro. <laughs> I love that. I, how about you, Noel? I mean, I also think that uh, on-chain is important. Like I'm, I'm a bit afraid that like it happened with ICOs, it might happen with NFTs that companies like maybe that start closing and then there are a lot of like let's say dead NFTs that don't have images and like become nothing so I'm a bit afraid of, of that so uh, yeah I think it, it's really important that companies really pay attention of how to make uh, their tokens be alive even if the company is not not there anymore yeah I'm thinking a little bit more um I would also say more interoperability, so more connection between projects and NFTs. Um, yeah, that, that would be like, once we can connect every NFTs or any NFTs with their uh, different virtual worlds, it, it will be amazing. So then it will be really, uh, it, it will be of a, a real metaverse, <laughs> let's say. And, and we it will be have, having more usability, everything. So, yeah. All right. What are the largest barriers to the adoption of, of NFTs? And let's go with Noel first. I think it's maybe the, the UX side of it. Like, let's say for a new person that wants to buy an, a token that he or she liked, like you have to install a wallet, uh, like a wallet provider, create a wallet, buy crypto, and then go and buy the NFT. I think it will be cool to see some project that can solve this problem and make it more user-friendly for people that is not into crypto. And also I think there is another, another point that happened to me personally when I started looking into crypto, that was this fear of like, like it feels like at the beginning, like it's all this like non-existing money or like, like all digital is a bit of like complicated to wrap your head, head up, uh, around it at the beginning. So yeah, I think these are the two the two biggest barriers. Awesome. Le Leandro, how about you? What do you think are the biggest barriers to the adoption of NFTs? 
Yeah, I shouldn't have shared this, uh, my answer with Nahuel because he just answered what I was going to answer. So <laughs> yeah, it's the same, like UX, uh, sometimes it's horrible. Like uh, for me, I, I still see like, okay, right now we have something that it's cool to display your art, art NFTs, uh, but before it was really horrible how to display it. Um, you depend on just the same crypto wallets to 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 display your NFTs, you know, and they look tiny. Um, and also, like, if you want to start collecting, you need Ether. If you don't know anything about crypto, getting Ether, like, first you need to go to Coinbase, put your passport, like, wait a couple of days. At that time, I don't want to buy anything more, you know. Um, so, yeah, it's like this barrier of uh, getting your first eater, uh, a little bit of UX because MetaMask is, uh, is, is cool. We, we know how to use it, but the first time everybody's scary about that, right? And then a little bit of this information also, like crypto is a scam, you know, and that and that. So yeah, I, I think NFTs are carrying all the, the, the these uh, bad things about crypto, but also all the good things. Um, and, and for people getting into NFTs is like getting into Bitcoin also maybe. Um, so it's scary at the beginning, I, I would say. All right, last question. Where do you see the world of NFTs in three years? And let's go with Nawel first. I mean, I'm really curious what's going to happen when Ethereum 2.0 is, is launched and like having this proof of stake that apparently is going to make like transactions, uh, like price go really low and also be able to process way more transactions uh, like per second. So I'm curious like how like lower gas prices are going to affect uh, NFTs. I, I hope that there is going to be way more on-chain uh, tokens. I mean like 100% on-chain tokens once this, this problem is solved with the, with the gas prices. Awesome, awesome. All right, Leandro, how about you? For me, I, I am really optimistic. So in three years, this will be like super mainstream. Uh, we will have many more people spending much more time into this meta, meta metaverse, uh, virtual lands, virtual worlds. And so they will want to own more NFTs. So the NFT adoption will grow a lot. Um, also people will spend more time uh, doing business inside these virtual uh, lands. So also you will want to have some I don't know, Ethereum will be, or any crypto will be more adopted. And also the NFTs are gonna be more adopted. And also you will want to show off more your, your, your yourself in this virtual land. So NFTs is the right way to do. So for me, this is gonna go really, really huge, you know? Awesome guys. Well, this has just been absolutely amazing. I, I love getting to chat with you guys and, and learn about everything that you're doing and building. Uh, crypto motors i you know you guys are making this cool collectible mixed with usability and also like the interoperability of different virtual worlds that's amazing uh, with pixel chain you guys are making it all on chain this really elegant art and and kind of looking to the past to inspire what you guys are building today which is super cool and then with voxel architects i mean that's just that's just a going to be a business i think is going to explode over the coming years because as people move into you know the the metaverse instead of building websites they're going to have to build you know kind of their hqs in, in like a in like a virtual world and then also you know i'm really looking forward to this kind of nft studio that you guys are working out with the rare gache and, and all sorts of cool stuff so i mean you guys are making really really big moves and uh, I, I just love it so thank you so much for taking the time but if people wanted to find out more about you guys and what you guys are doing or your projects 
Where should they go and what should they do? Um, yeah, they can follow us in, in our Twitter, Crypto Motors, under, underscore, how do you call it? <laughs> yeah. How do you call that? Yeah, <laughs> underscore. Uh, yeah, yeah, underscore, yeah. Underscore, <laughs> IO. Then you can also um, visit us in pixelchain, underscore, dap, or uh, twitter.com, voxelarchitects. Um, yeah, there you can find everything about us. And you can also join our Discord, um, our Discord group that we have around like 1K or, or more people there like interacting with Pixel Chain, Crypto Motors, which have showcased our voxel architects and a lot of news. So we are always there. So you can go and just talk to us. Awesome, guys. Well, this has just been, again, amazing. Thank you so much for your time. And uh, I'm already looking forward to our next conversation. Thank Thanks you, Andrew. For us. Thanks a lot, man. All right, see you guys. <laughs> bye bye. See bye. you. Hey everyone, stay tuned for more episodes of the Zima Red podcast and subscribe to the Zima Red newsletter for more info on all things NFTs. Thanks so much for listening.